just to speak to like the, the, the delegating and hiring team members, like if you're not clear on what the team member is going to do, then how the hell are they going to know what they're supposed to do? So when you can capture systems, even if it's like the most basic or, you know, still like a mishmash of things, then at least someone else can come in there and like look at it. And I think also too, because I know that this is something that comes up, people think that they're the only ones that can do things in their business. And that is such a load. Like it's just (laughs) the furthest thing from the truth, right? Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota. And they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexhammer. With me today, I'm excited to have Sarah Noked. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Todd. Awesome. I appreciate you joining us. And a little bit about Sarah. Sarah is the founder of Sarah Noked OBM, an online business management agency, where she helps clients by systematizing their business businesses' back ends and priming them for successful launches. Her mission is simple, to empower entrepreneurs to grow a thriving business by building systems and a winning team keeping everyone accountable to their goals and increasing those profits. Now, that's just a short little introduction. I'm going to let Sarah take that over and explain a little bit more about your business, your background, and uh, what you are excited about today. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you for that. So, um, well, I rewind, I guess, a few years, I actually am an expat. So I live in Israel, funny enough. I'm originally Canadian from Toronto. And I found myself in a foreign country where I didn't speak the language. And I sort of had, you know, I I was, I'm very entrepreneurial. I had had a business before I moved, which was in landscaping um, with my then boyfriend, now husband. So long story short, I was put in a situation where you know, I had to sort of be very resourceful. So what I did was I went back to school and I did my MBA because, you know, when when in doubt, go back to school. So I completed (laughs) my MBA and then I started working in corporate and I was like, this isn't working for me. I want a family. I need to be able to travel to Toronto whenever I want. I need to go back and find my entrepreneurial roots, which resulted in me sort of leveraging the fact that I was living in a foreign country where there are quite a few Anglos living here. And what I did was I started off as a VA. So I did, I would start off as a tech VA side hustle from my corporate job. Lots of fun. I'm sure a lot of your client, a lot of your listeners can relate. So I was side hustling as a VA, as I started to grow, um, I quickly realized that I was really um, what I like to call the OBM in disguise. So I was pretty much, um, 
doing a lot of strategy with my clients. I was helping them grow their team, helping them scale their business with systems, you know, all that good stuff. And then I sort of discovered, you know, the certified OBM and I became a certified OBM and I basically scaled to a multi six figure agency. Um, and now I'm sort of gone and I've taken it one step further and I've started coaching and mentoring and training certified OBMs. I'm one of three worldwide and it's a real honor. And uh, yeah, it's been a crazy journey. And I think I'm most excited about just the, the sort of opportunities that will come in September when I put my one-year-old son into daycare. <laughs> Truth be told, um, I'm a mom of three and you know, I really, I really have to balance a lot of things in my life. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, with some young kids, it, right. it can be All very, under the age of six, three, <laughs> six, okay. <laughs> very, very challenging for sure. So talk to us a little bit about your, your business. Um, you know, what kind of, what's your specialty? What do you do? What are, obviously in the introduction, I kind of explained a little bit of what you do, but let, let's dig in a little bit more. Yeah, like, totally. what are you actually doing to help people? What are maybe the main yeah. areas of focus? So I, one of the things that I find that is kind of comes naturally to me is the hiring piece. So mm. one of the main services I offer clients in our agency is helping them delegate and outsource to virtual support providers. I find that people are often very freaked out about um, offshore work or outsourcing or even like not knowing really what to delegate or how to create systems or whatever. And usually my clients are very visionary or they're really good at what they do and they don't really have a knack for project management or systems management or team management. So as an online business manager, first and foremost, I am responsible for managing the team. I'm responsible for making sure that our systems are up to date, right? Like, and that the business is running on systems and not on the people that are doing the system. So it's, it's really for me about sustainability and scalability for our clients. And that really starts with kind of helping them to see that you know, the solopreneur mindset or the solopreneur plus one mindset is like, it's great. I mean, it's really, you know, it's great when you can do everything in your business. And sometimes we, we are like pat ourselves on the back because we're like, I can do everything. And like, I've been there. I was a solopreneur for many years. But the truth is, is that you're not going to really be able to take a holiday. You're not going to really have a life if you continue in that, with that mindset. So it's mostly systems and team growth and um, and then, of course, management, managing the day to day for our clients. And usually our clients are, you know, in this sort of 20,000 plus in revenue. Um, and I would say that to about a million in yearly revenue is the sweet spot. After that, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, maybe we need to look at hiring employees or maybe we need to look at other things. So it really depends on the particular business. I imagine with real estate investment, you know, it's kind of like there's a lot of big dollars being pushed, right? Big and big transactions, big investment. So obviously we take that into consideration, you know, in our, in our practices. So when you're talking with, you know, clients, people that are looking at 
you know, how do they make their business more efficient and um, potentially hiring people? How do you go through that process? How do you decide? I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, struggle with when do I hire? Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, everybody wants to make sure that their business stays afloat, right? You want to make right. sure you're not spending money where money doesn't need to be spent, but yet you want to expand and grow the business. And it's so it's kind of that, okay, do I hire today or do I wait till the income is, you know, a little bit more and then, and then hire. So how do you kind of navigate that ground of, okay, well, well, when is really the right time to hire and how do I know it's a good decision to do? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously, it's not a case by case, but I think the, the, what's worked for me with my clients is that, you know, you have to, if you are a solopreneur, for those of you listening, if you are a solopreneur, you should hire now, right? Like there's no, there's no, there's no kind of like, well, cash flow or whatever. The truth is, is that you don't need to hire a full or part-time or whatever employee. You can hire a virtual assistant for five hours a week, you know, at maybe 30 or $40 an hour or even less, right? If you, you know, depending on where you are hiring and what you're looking for, but you know, that's not going to, in my mind, right? I mean, obviously not everybody has a lot of revenue coming in perhaps, but in my mind, you need to start to really get used to delegating to begin with. So even if it's just an exercise on learning how to delegate or learning on what you, what you can delegate, that's where I would, that's where I would first, you know, think about hiring. So for any of those listeners who are thinking like, well, should I, when should I hire? Who should I hire? You know, you need to start to kind of lose your hiring virginity sooner rather than later, right? Like even if it's just with a low, um, you know, low, uh, low uh, hourly rate VA who can help perhaps like offset some of the administrative work that you're doing, right? So the other thing I say to clients and sort of my signature, as I would call it, my signature method would be one of the things I first and foremost do with our clients is I have them track their time for two weeks. And yes, it's a pain in the ass. Nobody likes to do it. But the truth is, is that when you track your time, you A, become a little bit more anal about being productive, but you also really get clear on sort of some of the the low hanging fruit that you can delegate, right? Like what are the things that I'm doing that I really do not need to be doing in my business? And then you look at, okay, well, I spend three hours of my week, you know, doing administrative work, like even if it is even like data population, I mean, there's some really mundane, you know, things that we do in our business. So those jobs that maybe take four or five hours a week or a month, you can bring on somebody to take that over. Like either you've got these five hours to, you know, focus on the revenue parts of your business. So maybe you're having five more hours of sales calls. Maybe you're using that five hours to go and check out that property or, you know, do something, have create a relationship with a potential other investor that only you can really facilitate. So it's sort of, you need to also, and this is another exercise we do as part of our signature method, but it's sort of like looking at, well, what's the price of your time, right? So if you look at, if you calculate, 
and it's a calculation based on how much you want to make every year and all this, all these factors and how much time you want to work. But if your hourly rate comes out to $200 an hour, for example, which I think is fair to say that a lot of us would have that or more, um, you know, if, if my, if, if the worth of my hours, if an hour of my time is $200 then why am I going to be working on it on a $20 task for that hour, right? Like that's not going to make me, that's not going to get me to my goal. So on one hand, I think it's like you need to take a step backwards to take a step forwards and also recognize that it doesn't need to be like a whole end all be all. I'm hiring a full-time employee. Like it can be really bite-sized pieces. And then I'd add an additional point to say that you really want to look like, so part of our signature method is hiring proactively. Like you want to hire the person that you want on your team in a year from now, right? Like a lot of the times, like as you had mentioned, Todd, well, what if, what if I wait until I have that extra revenue? Well, you know, when you have that extra revenue, you're probably going to be hiring in proactive mode. You're going to be hiring that assistant that you needed. And then you're going to be so bogged down with like all the junk that you have on your plate that you're not going to have a successful onboarding experience and you're going to have what I always see with clients, a really high turnover of staff because nobody's got time to train these people. Everybody's going a mile, you know, everyone's going 800 miles a minute. There are no systems documented and that might like, so the first person I hired and obviously I was preparing to go on a maternity leave, my first maternity leave, and I had a whole roster of clients. The first person I hired was a VA to help me set up my systems, help me start documenting what I was doing. And like, honestly, I mean, it seems so whatever, but that's like led to a really solid foundation. I've got all my training SOPs. People know how to use a project management tool because I'm running an agency and it's like, you know, digital marketing agency, OBM type services. Like I need some sort of order here. So I feel like you need to just, when, if you're even thinking about hiring or you don't have anybody on your team, like you need to hire somebody because you need to get over the fear of like what that looks like. Um, and that's my, that would be my two cents. Interesting that you, you talked about, you know, you, you hired somebody to basically help you get organized and figure out how to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. you, you hired somebody to help you with your systems. That's right. And to help you figure out what you were doing and put that all together, um, which I think is is actually pretty brilliant when you think about it. I mean, we're so busy sometimes that we don't even know. Like, right? I know I need some help. I just don't know. Like, yeah, I can and, give and away. Like, I, I am pregnant thinking like, Oh my God, like I have all these clients on my roster. I better mm -hmm. get it. I better kick it into high gear and mm -hmm. start to get these systems together. Yeah. Yeah. It, very, very, uh, very interesting. Uh, and never really thought of it that way is like you, you don't, you could hire somebody to help you get those systems in order mm -hmm. and, and process. Well, that's, and that's really truly the role of the OBM, right? Like that's what we do. And yeah. systems are not sexy. Like, so it's very hard to sell systems to somebody and be like, oh, I'm going to come in there and I'm going to help you document your systems. Like that's so lame, but it, there's, there's a, a subset of us as online business managers that really love doing that and really see the value in that, um, in, in the systems setup. And, what I found is that when you are like, so why don't entrepreneurs have systems? Why don't they document their systems? Like 
I think it's fun personally because it makes me feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in control, right? But sure. a lot of people will avoid it because it's very time consuming. Like if I'm setting up a system and I'm meeting with the team members responsible, like the whole process itself could take five hours, right? It's like maybe three hours of me putzing around, then I've got to streamline some tech, then I've got to train the person responsible, then we're probably going to go back and, you know, relook at the system. Is it complete? Are we, have we overlooked things? So it's like a intensive system. Like I was just working on my affiliate management system. You know, I have a products that I sell and managing the affiliates and getting my VA to do it. Like we're working together on creating that system so that it's really solid and it's time consuming and, and it's can be irritating at times. So I understand why people don't like doing it. Um, as an on, as an online business manager, I've got a lot of a lot of SOP templates that I actually will when I uh, post when you post up the show notes, I'll give you a link to put in there um, so that they can have access to like my SOP templates. It's really juicy. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building it by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate. Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, was recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. I want to invite you to join us at the North Star Real Estate Conference. This conference is September 20 and 21st in Minneapolis, and it's going to be packed full of a ton of great speakers. We've got uh, just a, a great group of people speaking. You can look at our lineup on our website, nreconference.com, and sign up there as well. We've got an early bird special. All you need to do is type in early bird, one word, and uh, you can get $100 off. And that's good through August 10th. So make sure you sign up now. Take action. Look, people that take action and value their education are those who are going to succeed. I know there's a lot of free content. My podcast is free. There's all kinds of free content out there, maybe even free meetups that you're attending. But this conference is going to blow your socks up. This is going to be well worth the price. And all the profits go to charity. So it's definitely time to take action. Sign up now. Don't delay because the prices will go up. Um, but you know what? Every time I attend a conference, I 10x. Actually, I would say I'm more like a thousand x 
even my investment, a hundred, a thousand, potentially even more X my investment. I've met so many fantastic people. I've met investors at conferences. I've met potential partners at conference. I've joined mastermind groups because of conferences. So it's a ton of value. You cannot replace it. So check it out. NREconference.com. Thanks a lot. What are some mistakes that you see people making, um, you know, you know, especially those that don't really have employees or maybe just have one, what are, what are some of those mistakes that you're making and kind of how maybe, maybe a big lesson on how they can fix that? Yeah. I, I find that, um, so aside from people hiring in a reactive mode, which sometimes, you know, they got to learn their lesson truthfully. Um, I think that people, really have this idea that they can like conquer everything and like it's almost like the whole busy entrepreneur is kind of glorified in a lot of ways like being busy i'm busy you know that whole mentality so i think um like when it comes to getting out of that and thinking about how to hire or who to hire and just around the whole, um, around that whole piece of being busy, like you really need to look at what you're sort of investing your time in. So I find that most of the times my clients who are solopreneurs or small teams, like they, instead of like taking the time to create a system and hire out and delegate it and be done with it, they're like hiring a coach or they're buying a program or they are like investing their money basically in the wrong places. Like, so instead of like investing your money in a team member that, you know, in systems and a proper, I like to call it the virtual office space, because a lot of us do. I mean, I've, most of my clients are in Australia and the US, like I don't have clients locally. So making sure that the virtual office is set up, making sure that, um, you know, the entrepreneur is actually investing in the growth of the business rather than um, some bright, shiny object or some coach that's going to offer you the sun, moon, and the stars. Like coaching's great. I have a coach right now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not by any means saying no to coaching. I'm all for coaching. I am a coach. (laughs) So, but I think that when it comes to solopreneurs or solopreneurs or small businesses, like you really need to invest in the structure and foundation of the team and what you're doing and, and, and really spend the time to understand what you're good at in your business. And that's likely the closest. So, you know, when in doubt, look at the revenue generating activities in your business. That's usually where the entrepreneur needs to be. So sales calls, schmoozing clients, stuff like that, not like administrative stuff. So um, I just find that people, you know, they are just like, like as if, as like life is Todd, you know, people don't know how to spend their money on the right things. I think it's the same in business. You know, they're not necessarily investing for the future. They're just like, they want to buy a program that's going to be a quick fix, or they want to buy a coach that's going to tell them what to do, even though they really know what they need to do. They need to sit down and they need to, you know, create some sustainability for themselves so that they can take a holiday, you know, so that they can, you know, spend the afternoon with their kids once a week or whatever, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, very powerful stuff right there because it, you know, I agree. I mean, a lot of us go, well, I'm going to hire a business coach or I'm going to hire whatever a coach to do this. And 
like you said, I mean, you have a coach, I have a coach. Uh, they're, they're very valuable. I do some coaching as well. Right. Right. Uh, however, you also, beyond the coach, you have to be working on building your business, mm -hmm. building the systems, investing in, in the structure and the team as, as you have pointed out. And that's going to really help expand your business. I mean, I, I like how you said that look at revenue generation, make sure you're spending money there. Right. Um, one of the, yeah. yeah. And one of the things that rings so true and I, I've been thinking about this just recently because it feels like so, since like the 4th of July, you know, I had uh, taken a few days off to spend with my family and I feel like I've gotten zero done since then. I've just been, it's just been busy work. Um, and uh, how you said it, bu being busy is glorified, you know, yes. so be productive. Don't be busy. And that's so true. Um, it's so easy to think, well, I'm, I'm busy, so I'm getting things done. Well, but are, right. you, are you really? <laughs> yeah, so Todd, you know, it's so funny. And actually my coach now, I mean, I always track my time, but I feel like I'm more diligent because I'm tracking my time and reporting it to her. So I sort of like, you know, I'm like the good student. So I have to be yeah. like productive with my time. So <laughs> I think when, you know, we are entrepreneurs and we tend to be very type A and we tend to be very like, almost have this addictive personality. I mean, like in a good way. Yeah. So I think like with things like time tracking or when you're like, when you're focused on the right things, like tracking your time, it's so much more than that. It's about looking at pro being productive. So when yeah. I'm tracking my time for my coach, I am so damn productive. I, and I, and I really, I really analyze what I'm doing. Like, should I be doing this or, and Loom is a really great tool for those of, for those of you who are listening. So I will Loom a quick screencast for my team member so that, yeah, maybe it's going to take me 10 minutes the first time to do that, but then she's going to be able to do it and create a system around it. So I think it's also looking, it like makes you almost double check, like, do I really need to be doing this? Like, or can I actually take five seconds and then have it on someone else's plate, right? So I'm trying to get a grasp of how I would bring somebody in to help me systematize my business. I, you know, I've got some systems in place, but today I had a phone call um, with a, a person I'm going to be speaking at one of his events. And we went through a five-step process basically that I use in order to, for me, I, I raise a lot of private capital for my, yes. for my apartment buildings. And the typical investor yeah, has about 50% conversion rate between the, the investors that say, yep, we're going to invest in the deal and to where they actually um, truly do invest in the deal. And I've got about a 90 plus percent conversion rate. So we were talking wow. about the systems that I use and I'm going, uh, well, uh, I do this and this and this and this and this and this and and I did, I found that through that process I'm going I don't really have a structured system I could not give that away to somebody else to do any of the process at this time um, so how do you, how do you suggest people you know go in about 
maybe doing that? How do you systematize your business so you can actually delegate it? I mean, we've talked mm-hmm. some about that, but take right. through maybe some of the, the, the processes that you go through. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Imagine like hiring somebody and doing that with them. Right. So yeah, I mean, so there, so I think it's, it's, so I'm going to sort of put a caveat here because I feel like there are really low hanging systems in your business that you could delegate and then that would free up your time to actually focus on just there might be aspects of that that only you can do in your business because like you said you've got a 90 percent conversion there's definitely that's definitely your sweet spot right todd like that's for sure so um but when so i tell people when it comes to big systems like let's say let's say the guy reaching out to you to be a speaker right so like even if we looked at that system so somebody contacts somebody on your team, hey, I want to get Todd to do this speaking engagement. So that could kick off a task list where your VA is sending your headshot, she's sending your bio, she's sending, um, you know, perhaps making sure that you have the right, um, you know, hotel requirements, your flight, like there's like pieces around that. Mm. So you being at a live event will kick off a task list of things (laughs) that you've done. So Todd's like, you know, Todd knows it's taken care of. Todd can focus on the things that he can only do. But when it comes to like the dealings with investors and stuff like that, there might be like a system where it's primarily you carrying things out, but you might have love nudges, love nudges from your team, right? So for example, when it comes to the investor relations, I'm sure there's probably something like something along the lines of like, you have to follow up with these people like X amount of times before they are before like in order to get to that 90% like there's your special sauce there so you might have milestones or certain ways of filing things so let's say uh, Jack is a potential investor so you know you reach out to your VA or your OBM you're like hey Jack came in and and like let's get that process going so immediately a task list goes up in your project management tool and Cindy your VA sets up a folder in Google Drive around Jack she puts in the information, whatever information needs to go, goes into sort of like the prep sheet that I'm, you know, I've got for our podcast today. You know, there's a, maybe a prep sheet or something like maybe there's like a, uh, a database, right? Maybe there's a CRM tool that I bet that needs to be populated. Or if there's not, you probably should have a CRM in, in place, right? So the CRM gets updated, you know, and then maybe there's like a certain amount of times where you are following up every week and you have prompts either the VA is prompting you to do it and like, Hey, you know, you need to check in with, I can't remember what I called him, Jack, you need to check in with Jack. You know, it's our third time. It's the third touch or the fourth touch or the fifth touch, you know? So you might, and then, and then like what that does is it, it allows you to go to sleep at night thinking, okay, did I check in with blah, 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 blah. Like you just know things are taken care of. And when that happens, it opens up your life to, um, being able to focus on like the things that actually push your business forward, like having more interactions with potentially more investors or having more of those speaking engagements. Cause that brings you more investors, you know? So it's like there, there are systems in your inherently in your business, like your business functions on systems. So it's more about looking at them, documenting them and then streamlining. So looking at things like, well, what software can we use to automate this? Like, what, what templates are you emailing to these people, you know, or do we give them, do we send a gift to Jack, you know, like what do we do to butter him up basically, right? Yep. I mean, that sounds terrible, but 
you know, what are we, what are those things like that you do that can be streamlined and perhaps even, um, exaggerated almost, right? Like let's focus on what really works here and let's do more of that. For example, right? Obviously. So one of the things I would say to you, Todd, is like, like if it, like the whole process of engaging with Jack, you know, is it like a three hour or four hour thing? Loom the whole damn thing loom the whole thing and then you know you, what you do is you hand it to your obm and or your if you have a va that's proficient in systems and be like here's what i'm doing can you start to chunk out the pieces and then let's look at it like from a bird's eye view and see how it breaks out and then let's look at how we can streamline it and then let's look at how we can optimize it right so it's like a whole process and of course it's a living breathing thing like it always you know, but like Todd, let's say you, you know, you wanted to bring in an associate that was going to be doing the same thing you're doing with Jack, you know, you would, so that's, and also too, like, just to speak to like the, the, the delegating and hiring team members, like if you're not clear on what the team member is going to do, then how the hell are they going to know what they're supposed to do? So when you can capture systems, even if it's like the most basic or, you know, still like a mishmash of things, then at least someone else can come in there and like, look at it. And I think also too, because I know that this is something that comes up, people think that they're the only ones that can do things in their business. And that is such a load. Like it's just (laughs) the furthest thing from the truth. Right. So I will say that too. Like, you're just not good at thing. You're not good at everything. So it's time to start right. Like I, like the other, after I hired someone to help me with the systems, um, I hired a writer because I didn't want to write my blogs anymore. I didn't want to, you know, do this kind of stuff anymore. So, um, you have to be honest with yourself when it comes to hiring. Like, what do I suck at? What do I, what do I not like doing? What do, what do I really not need to be doing anymore? And it's usually 90% of the things in your business. I think this is such an important topic to be talking about because it's easy to pass along and just kind of go, Oh, we'll think about that later. I'm busy right now. I don't, you know, and just keep on pushing it along and then it maybe never even happens or it happens way too long down the road where you really have revenue lost because of it. Like you said, it's not like the most fun thing to go through. It's not sexy. No, it's, it's not. not. Yeah, it's not but sexy. Vacations are sexy. You well, know, vacations. time off is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and it, it's funny. It just uh, through this little short conversation where, you know, you are, are, or Jack investor and uh, Cindy, the VA and all that. It's like, wow, that's, that's kind of eye opening how much really we can come up with that other people could actually be doing, even if I still, or anybody listening still wanted to handle the main aspect. Maybe we want to make sure we've got that relationship still with, with Jack that's fine, but there's a lot of other things that we can chunk out of there that other people can be doing or can be making sure gets done by us. Uh, there's just so much there. Same thing with the schedule with the conferences and with other, you know, meetings that you have. I mean, it's just amazing how much other people could really save you five minutes here, 10 minutes there. And all of a sudden at the end of the day, you end up having several extra hours to be able to really work at expanding your business. Yeah. Or, or go to sleep without like checking off <laughs> this. I do that and having like literally tossing and turning or like having like a notepad beside your bed where you're not actually writing ideas. You're like writing your to-do list. Yes. You know, to like vomit it out bef- so that you can go to sleep. And then, I don't know, it's just, 
know, like I've been there, done that, you know, like I've been, I've, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect, even though I am an OBM, I'm by no means perfect. But um, I think par- for me, I'm, I've always been like very systematic and I've always been a little bit like, like an organization freak, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, this is, I've found my calling for sure, but it, and I, and I feel like everybody should be like this or everybody is like this, but I, I realize that they're not, you know, and actually the most visionary creative entrepreneurs that I've worked with in my business are the furthest from being a project manager or a team manager. Like they want nothing to do with that. And as they should, because that's not what's going to make them money at the end of the day. Like, of course they need that buttoned up, but you know, yeah. they're, they're going to be focusing on where the money's at for sure. But they can hire that out. They can hire someone to help them with those systems, those processes, make sure that uh, everything's set up and teed up for their business so they can be working on the vision. Oh, yeah. 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 So what else would you like to leave our listeners with um, when it comes to this topic? Yeah. So I would say, you know, like just some tools like Loom I had mentioned. Also, using a project management tool like Teamwork PM is a great option um, for, you know, simple project management stuff. So like starting to get the recurring tasks into a system, like how often do we need to do this? Like even simple things like backing up a website, making sure your plugins are updated, like just simple things like that. Like those need to happen. Updating the copyright yearly. Like I'm thinking of like my operations to do. Um, so I feel like you need to start tracking your time, be real with, uh, what you're good at and what you're not good at. Start leveraging online tools so that you can like feel in control of, you know, the future growth of your business and hire like you, there is never, if, especially if you're a solopreneur, like now is the time, right? Like yesterday was the time to hire somebody. So, you know, at least rip that bandaid off and try it because you got to kiss a few frogs before you get your prints, you know, and it's the same with hiring. Like you have to make a few mistakes before you can really get a knack for it. And I think that's also, it's like sort of like that procrastination paralysis that people experience. Like, yeah, you might have a shitty hiring experience. You know, you might have to try it a couple times. Like, that's why I will, I will put a plug in here that certified OBMs are, are the best, you know, you can go to hireanobm.com and we have our whole database there. So, you know, there's lots of, there's, so you can always, so when in doubt, you could take on somebody like a certified OBM to help you set up the systems, to help you hire on the right team. And then, you know, either they, that person, the OBM phases out and you kind of step in as that managerial person or the OBM stays on a lower retainer, just making sure that, you know, the team is happy that the meetings are happening. Cause you know, I think the, one of the things that I love about the world we live in today, I mean, I don't love social media, even though I am out there a lot. Um, but the virtue in the virtual sense, like I can work from home. All my team members work from home. Like I'm a real homebody, like for sure. But on the flip side, it makes for like a little bit more complication because there's a higher turnover, I think, because people can be easily sort of disenchanted from working in your pajamas. Like I'm not yet. I've been doing this for almost 10 years. I definitely don't see myself becoming disenchanted anytime soon. But I find that, you know, with the clients that I've worked with who have teams, 
part of what I'll do with them is like make sure like the raw raw like yay for virtual team and yay for zoom meetings and yay for like slack and having like the virtual wine cooler as we call it like there's certain things that I've sort of adapted over the years to kind of make working from home and the virtual teams fun you know for our VAs and for the OBMs on my team so um yeah Yeah. I can see that because you lose some of the environment that you. Yeah, you don't have the co- you don't have the cookie corner, right? Yeah. There's no like coffee breaks. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people can feel like they are, you know, on the clock, right? Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that way, right? It doesn't have to be, and I and I think that that will continue to evolve, and that's what's so cool about the world that we live in today, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I get a question as we're talking about all this. What do you you know? If I've got. Uh, let's say I want to hire somebody to help with my website, make sure the plugins and make sure the copyright and all that kind of stuff is going well. Maybe I want to hire somebody to do, do some blogging for me or social media posts, uh, stuff like that. Maybe I want to hire somebody to do some of the, my investor relations, uh, some of the, some of my scheduling, all, I got all kinds of stuff I could hire somebody for. Um, is it best to hire one person mm-hmm. or, or two people, whatever to, and, and, make them full time or, you know, maximize their time value? Or is it better to hire multiple people and make sure they're focusing on just niches uh, right. of what you need? Hmm. I know it's a case by case. So yeah, you probably it's can't just say. I would like, so in my experience, um, cause I've done it all. Like I had in the employment model for a really long time. I had three full-time OBMs working on my team. And then when I started becoming a certified OBM trainer, I actually, rather than training people from the green corporate world to be OBMs, I started working with OBM contractors. So I am all about working with contractors these days. Um, I mean, that might change, but right now I'm on contractor kick. So I would say like, you want to definitely minimize the risk. Like you don't want to have just one other person on your team. I would rather hire two smaller people who can, because, you know, the truth is, is I've got, so in my business and I, you know, you know, full transparency, like I make under a million a year, but we're close to that. I've got two part-time VAs on my team. And like when one is sick or when one is on holiday, the other one picks up the slack. And then I have various contractors. So when it comes to writing and like investor relations, you said like those specific tasks I find are great if you can find a contractor that really specializes in that. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to find, you can't, there's no, there's no such thing as a unicorn that does it all. Like that ship has sailed. That ship sailed 10 years ago when online businesses and the world started getting more complicated and tech started becoming more complicated. So it's better to have like specialized people. So hire a writer for the blog, hire someone specifically for investor relations, have a couple smaller, you know, maybe like quarter time VAs that are both working on email management, calendar, uh, affiliate management, like investor relations, but like the low, you know, low hanging ones, right? Like this, not the low hanging, but like the, maybe the initial contact, right? Like whatever, the it emails is. or the yeah like like yeah. the first off kinds of like getting the ball rolling type part um and then i think it's really nice 
to work with contractors, you know, and, and not to have one or two full-time people, but like sure. a few different people. But again, that's why an OBM is really nice because then they can like manage the bunch, right? Like you need yep. someone then to like manage the bunch. Yep. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. And oftentimes the OBM will sort of stay on, you know, maybe some of the higher level relationship building, right? Because they're sort of like your, so the OBMs on my team are client facing, whereas the VAs, I mean, they are also client facing, but they're also more in the back end doing stuff. Awesome. So I got a, two more questions before we wrap up. First one is what's a favorite book? And I would love if you had a book relating to kind of what we're talking oh, about, but you clockwork. can use any book. <laughs> clockwork, Michael McAllowitz, Clockwork, yeah. solid book. I, I Have actually, you read it? I actually listened to it on Audible and- uh, Did it blow I, your mind? It was amazing. And I'm actually just starting it again uh, for yeah. the second time. Maybe I listened to it maybe six months ago. And yeah. So now I'm listening to it another time. Yeah, it's oh. good. That's good shit. I like, I like his stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I think, what I would say with, with regard to systems and system building, definitely- Clockwork is, a, is an awesome one. Cool. Awesome. Uh, last question. What are your three pillars of wealth creation? Ooh, ooh, ooh. What are my three willer, pillars of wealth creation? Well, systems, right? Mm -hmm. Team and um, balanced family time, right? Like, so for me, I'm a mom first and foremost. So every decision that I make is like, is this, you know, is this, so that's why I got three productive hours of every day. That's what I realized from my time tracking. So I'm going to make those three hours good. And the rest mm -hmm. of the time I basically am with my kids um, because I'm trying to be the stay at home mom, but also the kick-ass entrepreneur. So it's, yeah. you know, I think I mastered it though. I've, I've, <laughs> I've got it down pat, right? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I guess I got one more question. How can our listeners get in touch with you, learn more about what you do and yeah. uh, they work with you? So they can head on over to sarahnokid.com forward slash pillars. There you'll find um, the SOP template, like some of the templates that I've been talking about um, and some other resources on that page. So, and of course, you know, sarahnoked.com and anywhere on social media, but specifically forward slash pillars and Sarah with an H. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And I'll put that in the show notes so our listeners can uh, get that and just click on, click on the link. Thank you, Todd. Awesome. Well, Sarah, appreciate you joining us on the show and uh, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Same to you. Yeah, I appreciate Sarah Nocad for joining us on the show and the value she was able to bring. Uh, a couple things I really took from this episode. First of all, she talks about hiring proactively, hire for someone in the future instead of, uh, you know, typically we're always kind of working backwards. Uh, she also talked about uh, creating, you know, systems, making sure the systems are set up and invest in the structure and the team. Now, the last thing she talks about is being busy is, 
is glorified, but be productive. Don't be busy. And that's really important. There's a big difference between just being busy and actually being productive. So she talks uh, about that. So again, it, tons of great uh, insight that learn from this for basically uh, setting up systems and hiring people and how do we really make our business uh, more effective and more efficient. So I uh, appreciate Sarah for joining us and you take care. Have uh, a great rest of the day. And hey, don't forget, make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday.